Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Could you imagine getting into some of these projects early that just go to the moon? Like, let's say you were on, on the ground floor and just minting a whole bunch of bored apes, and it just absolutely blows up. You sell, you take your profits, and wow, you are living the life now, but you end up losing everything. Could you just imagine how horrible that would feel? But some of the greatest rags to riches and back to rag stories involves the IRS or whatever country you're in, whoever collects taxes. And this is not a fun topic to talk about. But however, yesterday I mentioned Al Capone as far as one of his safes being buried and in that episode. And I, I mentioned that briefly into the narrative. And it really ties in to uh, this episode and sparked the this whole topic and everything. There is a saying, the only thing that is sure is death and taxes. And the case of the IRS, if you're in the US, they are definitely coming for their money. And in the case of Al Capone, you can get away with murder, you can get away with bootlegging, you can get away with all sorts of things. But what did Al Capone, the notorious gangster, go to jail for? Tax evasion, believe it or not. That was a crime that brought him down. The kingpin himself fell because of taxes. So over the last few weeks or so, I've been spending a lot of time in Twitter spaces and uh, listening to different shows, including the NFT 365 podcast, where they brought on a CPA, which was uh, just really uh, discussing that he really dubs himself as the world's first crypto CPA accepting crypto. And a lot of this information that I'm going to get is from what I've heard from other CPAs, other people in the space, whether they have been uh, investors or creators that have been burned and lost a lot of money or whatever. This is just something that has been a hot topic within the community, especially during the last couple of weeks, mostly because tax time is coming up. The year just ended and we're getting ready to go and prepare all of our taxes. And the great IRS, if you're in the US or whatever country that you are paying your taxes to, really every country has it for the most part. And this is something that's important. But Full disclosure, I am not a CPA, although my sister is an accountant, that does not make me <laughs> someone that is qualified to give financial advice, and everything that I'm sharing with you are things that I've heard from the accountants, from the people that have uh, either created their own NFT projects and all those different people that I mentioned before. So I'm just going to summarize, let's say maybe, I don't know, possibly four or five hours worth of content as far as interacting with these people, asking questions, and I'm going to condense it down into 15 minutes to the best of my ability. So going back to that, the things that are sure in life, death and taxes, well, Al Capone definitely found out that to be true because not only is he dead, but he spent the last years of his life in prison because of not paying his taxes. And I don't know about you, but my freedom is personally worth more than any amount of money. And really, no one wants to pay more taxes than they should. So that is why it is important to speak to a CPA or, or whichever country you're in, an official accountant that knows this stuff, because every situation is completely different. Every country is different. And there are all sorts of things. And again, just as with any area of Web3 and this whole NFT space, crypto space, it is all evolving because the space is growing and exploding faster than we can keep up. And it is definitely outpacing the government. So there's a lot of gray area, but most of this information really relates to U.S. tax laws. And I think that is applicable because that is where the majority of the listeners are from. And that is uh, the area that a lot of the focus is as far as these discussions. But generally speaking, you know, every country is going to have something pretty similar, but consult someone who's really professional. But really, there are a few areas, well, three areas that all of these laws apply, and they apply differently for one, collectors, two, flippers, 
and three, the creator. But the one thing is consistent in all of these situations, whether whichever category you fit into, and we might hop back and forth because someone uh, such as myself might collect. There's some things that I might want to unload really quick, hoping to get something else. Or in the case of I might be releasing NFTs myself. So I might be in three categories and that's pretty common, but these are the general rules. And as far as when this tax of taxable event, quote unquote, happens is when the sale happens, when there is that close. So whichever category it is in, when that transaction is made, the value of it at that time is what they consider to be the taxable event. And a lot of people think because it is in crypto, it doesn't really have a dollar value that that is not the case. But trust me, the government wants their money and they do consider it to be a taxable event. And it's whatever the dollar value of the amount is at that time, that is what they're looking for you to pay on. What percentage of it depends which category you're in and how that all works and which country you're in. In the U.S., there's really two categories where this stuff is, and it's, this is the gray area. The accountants are, depending how they do their accounts and what they're trying to uh, do it and prepare the laws, and that's where you know this stuff is evolving, but is really at this point is the interpretation of the law. NFTs are either going to fall in the area of collectibles, which are taxed at 28%, or an investment, which is in the 20% range. So some people say this stuff is not an investment, it's a collectible. However, when you sell collectibles, it is actually taxed heavier than investments. And then of course, there is long-term investments and short-term investments. So there's a lot of different categories. But generally speaking, collectibles are going to be taxed heavier than investments. And in terms of the short-term investments, that would be category number two, which would be the flipper, because the flipper is just minting a whole bunch of things or buying a whole bunch of things with the expectation that the price is going to raise, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and you just sell it as quick as possible in order to get more crypto and then go buy into the next project and do that same thing. So you might start off with, say, let's say one ETH, you mint out 10 at 0.1, and then you take your profits from reselling those as soon as it sells off, and then now you're up to two ETH in theory, hopefully, and you go into the next project. And that, that is how they that that is a flipper. A flipper is not a collector who is really holding it and seeing the value in it in the long term, whether it is the property, the art itself, but a collector has very different goals and intentions. So that is viewed as and going to be taxed as basically like a, a day trader in the stock market. This is very different than someone who is like Warren Buffett who buys your McDonald's stocks or your Coca-Cola stocks and sits on it for decades. No, a day trader is taxed at a much higher percentage than someone who is an investor and holding for over a year. Now, that brings us to category number three, which is the creator. And the creator is going to be taxed as self-employed. And again, that whole value of when it is the taxable event is going to be at the sale. So if you're minting it, when someone mints it, that is a taxable event. So the sale value, the dollar value at that time, you just using simple numbers, let's say it is a, a one ETH mint. Again, I'm just using that as an example. And at the current time of recording this, let's say it's around 3.3. So you mint out something for one ETH at $3,300. Well, the taxable event, what you're going to be taxed on is a $3,300 sales less all the expenses that went into creating it. 
So now that is where an accountant comes in and you can start uh, doing the bookkeeping. You're deducting this. Uh, let's say you are deducting consultation with an artist. Let's say you had to buy some equipment or some software and all these different things that went into the project and knowing what can be deducted and what cannot be deducted and how it could be spread out over time. Is this all going on this tax report? That is what an accountant gets paid to do. So again, just using simple math, let's say the accountant determines that all the different transactions that you do for a year, you sold, let's say, $50,000 worth of NFTs once you convert it out from the ETH to the actual dollar value at the time of the sale and subtracts all of those expenses out. And let's say it ends up to be half. I don't see why it would be, but I'm just using that as a simple number. So now you're going to be taxed just as any self-employed person on $25,000. Now things get very interesting, whether this is an individual, like a sole proprietorship, or this is a corporation, LLC, and all that stuff. But again, that is what a CPA is for. But general rule is that at the sale, at the transaction, that is what that number is going to be used to be taxed. Now here's where it gets really interesting. A lot of people think, okay, well, if it's going to be taxed at the time when I am selling the, the, the NFT, well, that's it. But what if all those sales happened in ETH? And then I decide to convert it out to Bitcoin because that's where I want to really store. Well, according to the IRS, that is another taxable event. Now, if in doing so creates financial gain, that conversion from ETH to Bitcoin is going to be taxed again. And then let's say finally, you're going to take your, your profits from Bitcoin and convert that back into US dollars to withdraw it, to pay uh, whatever bills you have. Well, let's say there is that profit from when you converted it from ETH. Let's say you gained another $100 and then you converted it to from Bitcoin to US dollars. In that time, the value of Bitcoin went up and you gained, let's say, $500. Well, you're going to be taxed again on that difference from when you came into Bitcoin and came back to cash. So along the way, I know this might sound complicated, but there is the, the taxable event of selling the NFT, the taxable event of converting from Ethereum into Bitcoin, and then the taxable event of going from Bitcoin back to US dollars. So if you're profiting at every single step along the way, the IRS wants you to pay taxes on each profit. Not the total amount, but the actual difference between the expense or the cost of the asset and how much it gained while it was in that asset. And when I first heard about this, I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. They're so greedy. How could Uncle Sam do that? You know, I was getting really, really upset. But then I heard an analogy that that really just completely blew my mind and hopefully it does the same thing for you. This really isn't anything new. Just because these are new asset classes, if you will, you know, these cryptocurrencies, but think of it this way. You own stock in GM. Let's say you own $100,000 worth of General Motors stock. And you say, you know what? I don't like the direction of this company. Chevrolets aren't selling like they used to. And Ford with all their electric vehicles and what they're doing, I think that is a better investment. So I want to dump all of my GM stock and I want to put my money into Ford. Well, in that case, let's say you made $20,000 as the GM stock appreciated. In order to get into Ford, you're going to have to sell that and take those profits and all that cash now and then go into Ford and buy that stock. So that $20,000 difference, that $20,000 profit where you rode up the GM stock, the IRS sees that as an, a taxable event. So they're going to subtract whatever 
you paid for it from what you actually sold it for. Now I want to get out of for it and I want to go into, uh, let's say, SpaceX or something. Now I am done with ground travel. I want to go to the moon. And that's probably a bad example because SpaceX is a privately held company. But uh, let's say one of the other ones, Virgin Galactic, right? Virgin Galactic, you can actually buy stocks into. So you want to go to the moon or into space travel or whatever it is now with Virgin Galactic. The government is now going to tax you from the Ford sale whatever profits you made in that to get into Virgin Galactic. It's not like you're just converting it because you're not going to a different asset class that, you know, your value is still in the market. So, you know, it stayed with my brokerage, so I shouldn't be taxed on that. No, that is not how the government looks at it. So they are pretty consistent. Now, these are all simple examples that I gave every single one of these that they were wins along the way and it was all about profits. But that is not the case really when you invest, especially in NFTs, that summer hits, summer misses, and you know, there are losses that can be written off. But again, that is all the job for a an accountant, the ones who figure out exactly what is a loss, how this can all be uh, handled, whether it is an individual or a company, what can be written off, what are their max amounts, how does that have to be spread over time, there's like $3,000 limits and all sorts of crazy stuff, then does that have to be spread over a $30,000 loss, does that have to be spread over 10 years or what, like... All of that stuff is what a CPA figures out. And in particular, one that actually specializes in crypto, because if you're a CPA that does mom and pop shops, bookkeeping, well, this is not your field. No two cases are alike because, you know, someone might be an expat, like say they're a U.S. citizen that lives in another country or has a dual citizenship, a U.S. citizen in Puerto Rico that's taking advantage of that law where they get the 4% tax uh, uh, as far as a corporation, as long as you spend a certain amount of days on the island and then and that's it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things. So where you're, you're living, what your actual level of income is, and all these different things all depends on how this is going to be taxed. So again, this is why you should speak to a professional and not just listen to a random guy on the internet. By the way, I should have mentioned that there are apps for this stuff. You do not have to track all of this stuff manually with a spreadsheet or on paper, knowing where all this stuff happens because there's so many transactions to keep track of it is just absolutely crazy. You can just plug into whatever it accounting software or what CPA that you're working with. And it just automatically pulls that from your wallet and just, you know, it's all stored on the blockchain anyways. So a CPA will give you some definite recommendations on how to connect all that stuff up so that you pull the data in. So you don't, that way you don't miss anything because trying to keep all this stuff manually, it would, would drive anyone crazy. Also, if you only have, let's say, $200 worth of sales, it's going to be completely different than someone who has 200,000 or $3 million worth of sales, right? So how far you need to go, what kind of software you need and what kind of support you need and the type of accounting you need really depends on how feasible it is for at the point of your journey where you are right now. If you're just a casual collector that just has a couple dollars here and there, or maybe you're just someone who uh, dabbles in crypto, you get your little invoice from your exchange and, and you only put like a hundred dollars into nfts or something well you don't have to go too crazy you don't have to worry about it that you're you know uh, a pack of collectible cards or something um, that you might have made two bucks on is going to completely sink the ship and also keep in mind on the ux tax form for when you're doing it there is this little box on the bottom that the irs started to ask if you have uh, accounts with uh, with a certain amount of crypto they started doing that a few years ago and the reason why i heard that was because is they're trying to build a task force to really understand all of this stuff 
to be able to track all that stuff down. So if you tr- you've checked that you do not own crypto over a cer- certain amount or whatever it is, down the line, if they do, uh, once they understand how the stuff really works and how they're going to go after people, that little box, they're trying to use it as perjury. And they're going to try to make some examples of some people. That's usually what they do with like these new frontiers with when it comes to tax laws and what have you. They catch a few people. They make a spectacle of them, make a huge example of them, and scare the other people. So that is really what they're doing. They're hiring a whole bunch of Web3 experts. They're building out their team to be able to collect this stuff. So don't just think it's the high-profile people that they're going to go after. It's sort of like when the music industry was going after all of these people that were stealing music and they were hauling out like teenagers and grandmothers and all sorts of stuff is because they were really trying to make the news so it would scare other people straight. And then also a CPA can tell you about all sorts of different things. And by the way, I said a CPA a lot of time. A CBA is a certified public accountant. I should have probably explained that earlier. But a CPA is specialized in and all this stuff has a license, has gone through um, school and stuff, which is very different than someone who's just preparing taxes. And, you know, that person could literally be uh, someone's Uncle Joe, who's just very good at numbers. He can do taxes. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about someone who is really a professional, such as a lawyer or a doctor. You want someone with a license and that is recognized by that government to be able to do this stuff. And in doing so, they're familiar with all the current laws and different loopholes. And really, that is how uh, all these different quote unquote billionaires are getting away with paying no taxes, as people like to say, like, oh, man, these billionaires, how come they're paying such low taxes? It's because they're paying for a CPA that knows the laws and they're legally writing off things such as their losses and all sorts of different things. So on paper that, you know, some people might get upset with that, but, you know, it is what it is. CPA can tell you how to get uh, write-off healthcare plans that you can uh, set up retirement accounts and all sorts of different things. So those, let's say, $100,000 worth of NFT gains, they can be written down to, let's say, $10,000, right? So what's being taxed is not the full $100,000, but after all these write-offs and all these different things that a CPA can figure out, okay, now you're only getting taxed on $10,000. And that sounds a whole lot better to me, opposed to the person who says, no, man, the government shouldn't take any my money. I'm not going to pay any taxes. And then they come for everything. And when you get hit with the fines and then you get hit with all the, the different transactions, switching out from one asset to the other. I mean, this could be a massive loss. What you thought you went from rags to riches in, in crypto and web three, and then you go back to rags. Like that is the last thing any of us wants. And a lot of the times you'll hear like uh, CEOs such as uh, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook or uh, Elon Musk from, um, from, uh, from Tesla and SpaceX selling some billion dollar uh, amounts of their stocks to pay their taxes. And that is why their CPA told them, okay, look, generally speaking, we know the taxes are about to go up in this next administration or whatever it is. This new law is coming on the board. Taxes are going to go up. So it is best that you take your profits now, cash out, pay that bill, and then move on because it's going to get rough, right? So that is what a CPA does. That is how they're advised. And there are three things that really you should never cut costs on and go with the best that you can afford. It is a lawyer, a doctor, and a CPA. So that was a whole bunch of stuff. But remember, I am not either of those. I'm just a random guy on the internet that has spent a lot of time speaking to the people that are qualified to actually give you legal advice about this stuff or financial advice about this stuff. And I just tried to summarize hours and hours and hours and hours of content down to minutes. So hopefully that was interesting to you. And I definitely would say if you have any questions, seek out a certified public accountant or whatever they're called in your country, because I know where I am right now, they're not called certified public accountants. And very few of them are versed in 
in crypto. So definitely you're going to seek out a specialist, right? This would be the equivalent of if you have an issue with your brain, you're not going to go to a foot doctor. So you want to be a special or you want to seek out a specialized accountant that knows exactly what your class is, what your how you're going to be taxed, how your situation works and can navigate all these laws. Right. So hopefully that wasn't too much, but it is related to NFTs and this whole Web3 space. So thank you for listening. And if you enjoy this content, I would really appreciate it if you left some feedback on whatever app that you're listening to. If it's Apple Podcasts, just leave a review or on Spotify or wherever, because it really helps me out. It helps people to see that, okay, this is a consistent show that is being released and people are actually listening to it. And, you know, when you're scrolling through trying to find a new show to listen to, those reviews do play a big part. And it just kind of tells uh, whichever app it is that uh, this is something of value and people actually like this. So we will move this up in the rankings and maybe show them that as opposed to this show who uh, no one really cares about or doesn't like. And I would really appreciate it. So now that we got that fun subject of taxes summarized and out of the way, tomorrow we're gonna go back to some more fun stuff. So later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.